live. Welcome to the Movie Bros podcast. Still don't have a theme song because I'm lazy and super busy. Uh, I am Neri Signs. Uh, this is your podcast where you come to listen to people talk and review new and old um, movie favorites. Uh, I am Neri Signs. With me as usual is Hilda. Hello, friends. Hilda. And back again is Mike Valdez. Mike was with us last What's week up? when we did Cocaine Bear and where we did uh, and Scarface. <laughs> yeah. we, did a, we did a really good movie about cocaine and then yeah. we talked about Scarface. Yeah. Um, and that's where, where pauses and punctuation matter. Like the difference yeah. between like let's eat grandma and let's eat comma grandma. It's yeah. two different things. Um the episode today, as you can tell by looking at your listening device, or if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, even if it's not if you're not watching us live, which we're live right now, but even if you're not, if you're listening to this. Just know if you're listening to the audio of this, we could actually, uh, you could, we live, we're living on forever. So, um, you know, go to our YouTube and Facebook and we are there. Um, anyways, the movies we're talking about today are Creed 3 and Apollo 13. And I gotta say, uh, when Hilda suggested this pairing, <laughs> I dropped the ball completely. Uh, cause she was like, what do you think about my, what do you think about the pairing? And I was like, I don't get it. Like I, I'm, I'll be the first, I'm not to pat myself on the back too much while I'm making fun of myself, but I, I am, I have no shame in saying I don't get something when I don't get it. I'm never going to be that guy who's trying to play something off. Like, yeah, of course. And that if I don't get it, I'll be the first one to raise my hand and be like, I don't get it. And, uh, unfortunately I did not get it. And she was like, a Apollo Creed. In yeah. the movie. And then she started breaking down. She started like rocky explaining. She started rocky explaining <laughs> to me the franchise. Because uh, again, from her point of view, I'm a dumb guy who doesn't know what I didn't get. I didn't put Apollo Creed. I didn't collect the dots. And then so I, I was, was yeah. I was not explaining. I was trying to be helpful. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what every man says to their wife. I wasn't mansplaining. All right. I was just trying to be helpful. Um, but again, with the information. That you Hilda had with the information you had, it made complete sense. If I didn't get Apollo Creed, it's obvious that maybe this guy's not into the Rocky movies. Unbeknownst to her, Rocky is literally my favorite movie franchise of all time. Where see, I, I did not know that all of, about I know, Mary. That, I know you didn't know that, but I'm just like, <laughs> oh no, I said something so stupid that I have somebody <laughs> explaining Rocky terminology to me. Holy shit, I'm dumb. It's uh, it was bad. Um, you know what? We all have our moments. If it makes you feel any better, the same thing happened to me. So, because I was like, what do these have to do with each other? Maybe uh, it's because there's a three in both of the titles. No. Um, like, no. <laughs> Apollo Creed. There you go. I don't oh, feel that bad anymore. I don't feel that bad anymore. Mike didn't yeah. get it either. Yeah, um, I didn't get it first. And then I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> to the listener, uh, to the listener, for those of you who have asked, because some of you have reached out and be like, how do you guys decide your, your movie pairings? Uh, we really try to go. Uh, I ha I first wanted to make it completely as random as humanly possible. I was gonna say start and at the beginning, Mary. Tell them the, the story. So before it used to be <laughs> as random as humanly possible. I didn't want I didn't want to do any pairings that had the same actors in it or even directed by the same person. I didn't want any of that. I didn't want any obvious pairings. I just wanted to be random. And then we got into this groove of kind of pairing films based on their titles like we did the menu and then we did salt 
and it became this thing of like glass onion and unbreakable we just started like pairing things just based on titles nothing to do with the movies have nothing to do with one another they don't share actors they don't share directors they were obviously not done in the same year because that's the whole point of the podcast but um apollo creed i am both sad and impressed to say that hilda came up with this pairing and i it might tip my hat to you because this is a great pairing apollo yeah, creed. Great. and we did we did venture out a little bit we did uh we did top gun maverick and return to oz which the common thread there was two sequels both done decades later so decades, yeah you know, we, yeah, we, we try and, to get uh, creative here at Movie Bros. Yeah, Hilda gets, Hilda is the one that gets, she's the creative one. I'm the one that shoots things down and be like, that's too, the, the names don't match. The names have nothing to do in that. Um, but so what What do we have coming up, Hilda? What's the next one coming What we got? Did we talk about any other pairing? We do. We have a we have a couple of ideas on the table. We're thinking of the new knock at the cabin and maybe the comedy knocked up, uh, right. playing off of the word knock. Right. Um, we also have the new uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie and the 1985, I believe, movie Clue, uh, which is one of my right. favorite 80s comedies. Um, so Still again, not two, that movie. Still not two tabletop that movie. games. I'm yeah. nerdily excited for that pairing. So, <laughs> awesome. so yeah. all right. Well, but yeah, let's send get, us your let's, suggestions. <laughs> let, yeah, send us your suggestions. Send us to Movie Bros Pod at gmail.com that's movie bros with an s pod at gmail.com send us your suggestions for any old school pick that you made it doesn't even have to be a pairing just like hey have you ever thought about this old school pick uh old school movie and then you know yeah. let us know what you want it what you want us to talk about all right so uh this episode creed three. let's get on to creed three creed three's synopsis is uh still dominating the boxing world adonis creed is thriving in his career and family life when Damien, a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy, resurfaces after serving time in prison, he's eager to prove that he deserves his shot in the ring. The face-off between former friends is more than just a fight. To settle the score, Adonis must put his future on the line to battle Damien, a fighter who has nothing to lose. Pretty decent synopsis, I would say. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think, Hilda? What did you think when you saw, when you saw Creed Three? Oh man, I'll tell you this, right? So I love these movies too. I love, um, I love, I love fight movies. I know we right. talked about that when we did Salt. Um, a lot of that goes to my background, like fighting, um, not boxing, but other fighting, martial arts, um, martial arts in general. And because I did that for like almost twenty years, but I'm so ready for the Amara Creed movie. <laughs> Can I just like jump yes. to that really quick? Yes. I. Like, I know that's totally jumping to the end of this, but that was like the, that was one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about tonight was like, that it was, it was so like heart touching, like just that ending. And I'm like, I'm ready for it. I'm like, I want the time jump. I want the Amar Creed, like in the ring movie. Um, I, okay. But to backtrack a little bit. Creed 7. (laughs) Creed 7. No, that'll be, that would be like Creed what 10 there's like nine movies in the rocky franchise there's six of rocky by himself and yeah. then and seven, then the three nine. creed movies yeah, yeah. so it would be like creed 10 <laughs> yeah but um i i was i was so the the fight scenes i thought were shot beautifully right but i was so touched by the just 
what at this point what the realities of what all of these main characters are going through like the mother's stroke the tessa's losing her hearing she's a singer like that like i didn't i didn't think i'd feel so much in this movie and i felt i felt a lot it was it felt um it definitely felt like more emotionally heavy than than the first two in this in this trilogy um so i was i was very pleasantly surprised by a lot of things in it mike yeah i loved it man i mean i i'm a big fan of the rocky movies and the creed movies as well um i thought just in general without saying uh without saying the same thing because i i mean really i'm just piggybacking off of what hilda said really but this is just such a great ensemble movie because like everybody in this movie is pulling their weight to make this movie great you know what i mean and that's kind of also how i felt about apollo 13 where like it's which is how i was like oh maybe that's the justification it's like the the great ensembles you know and then at one point the um uh what's her name felicia rashad calls him apollo and i'm like i'm an idiot um <laughs> and, then, yeah. and so, how heartbreaking like how heartbreaking was that right yeah that how much i'm an idiot yeah, yeah it was really heartbreaking uh. um, <laughs> yeah uh so no it was it was wild man i mean i i loved i loved it um yeah it was it was interesting i don't want to jump too far ahead because i don't know what what everyone's gonna say but i wrote some notes down on a few things i thought another thing too um jonathan majors i thought he stole the show at least for me i thought he was incredible um and yeah that's as far as like as far as my overview that's how i feel right uh i i got it so there's a lot of things that i love about this movie and um like just like part two of Creed, I love all. First of all, huge Rocky fan. Like I said, favorite movie franchise of all time, or my favorite uh, movie franchise of all time. And so Creed two, I had that same feeling where I'm like, I don't know why I don't love it as much as I should love it more than I do. Mm-hmm. Like all the pieces, like I could break down individual scenes and be like, that was a great scene. That was a great scene. This is a cool story. That's a cool. And I don't know, and I didn't know for a long time why I didn't love creed 2 as much as i do not that i didn't like it or like it a lot even but i didn't love it like i i should have and now looking back i think the reason why i didn't love creed 2 is because i they did such a good job of making you care for the 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 the, uh antagonist in in um in creed 2 that they did too good of a job because i i think that he should have (laughs) won i think he should have beat adonis because I felt that he needed it more. I felt that he was like this. That dude is literally in poverty, like running with a day Bigger. job in 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 the, in the Ukraine. That guy needs it more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I need. So that's why. I, but it took me a long time, over a year of rewatching Creed two over and over again to realize why don't I love this movie as much as I should. And now I'm kind of battling that with Creed three, and I keep thinking about specific scenes. And you guys bring up, you know, the uh, Felicia, Felicia Rashad, mm-hmm. which I think is the best. Like that whole story anchored the whole movie and it, it was phenomenal. Like her performance, which, of yeah. course, she's Felicia Rashad. She's fucking amazing. Of course. And everything she does. Um, 
but uh, I, I was trying to figure out like like all of these little the daughter. Oh, by the way, I saw this movie in Mexico, which oh, cool. is the first time I've ever seen a movie uh, not in U.S. territory. Like the only other time I saw, I saw Creed, the original Creed in in San Juan, which is again still U.S. territory, but not mm-hmm. continental U.S. Uh, but I saw Creed three in Mexico, and the movie was in English, but the subtitles were in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, all the sign language is all subtitled. And I have, I got to be honest, with you, I was very proud of myself. I had not read that much Spanish in a very long time. Yeah. Like I read a lot of Spanish. I was like, oh shit. And I, there was a point where I was like reading the entire, and I was like, hey man, I'm fucking keeping up with this shit. All right, go ahead, man. I was like, you know, um, because one thing is speaking Spanish fluently, another thing is reading it. That's a very different, yeah. you know, when you don't when you don't practice it very often, it's it's. I'm like, oh okay, cool. And then all the text messages I sent to my dad and mom all of a sudden came into play here. Uh, all the WhatsApp messages just uh, gave me a leg up. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I like this movie a lot. I just I don't know why I don't love it as much as I, I, I should. And, uh, and I guess we'll talk about it now. But um, so the storyline, did you guys enjoy the story of Creed 3? I, I did. I thought that it was really interesting. I mean, the... I, I was trying to see mostly just because like I try to I try to do this with like every sequel almost like I almost it's almost like I watch a movie trying to ruin it for myself where sure. I'm like where I'm like well where are they pulling this from are they just doing a reverse Rocky where it's like they're not they used to be friends and now they hate each other like you know um like what are they trying to do and like really it was its own thing like it right. was it was its own storyline and uh and they yeah they pulled a few a few things but like you know if you look hard enough you'll find anything you know but uh but really it was it was its own story um i i thought also uh there were different tangents going on in the story and they all kind of came together perfectly like a great seinfeld episode you know um and and yeah that's that's how i feel about it at least nice um Hilda? I really loved um I really loved the styling of the fight scenes. Uh the main the I main like the fight, fight scene. What do you think of the story? The styling is really good. Yeah, because I'm jumping to that because I already talked way too much in my intro, but I'm jumping to styling like that because I know we I know we don't have a ton of time, but um I absolutely loved that moment where they're in their fight. They're two or three rounds in and the entire arena disappears and they're seeing each other as children. And there's this like tension moment and you're just like, and it's, you're getting hit with all the feels. And when they come out of it and like the crowd reappears, it's round 12. And you're like, they have been in this, like they've been in like their own little moment for like eight rounds or something at this point. And just little things like that that I picked up. So, I mean, props to Michael B. Jordan for this is his like yeah. director's debut. I mean, when he wrote it. And like yeah. I said, I got so you go into these, you're like, oh, it's a boxing movie, right? I got so pulled into the the personal stories and the individual storylines that like you were saying all kind of wove together perfectly, like towards the end. I got so caught up in all of that. I was like, I was not expecting to feel all these feels in a mm-hmm. boxing movie, but I did. I did. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I, I, it was so funny. I feel like it's funny that you say that. I don't expect to, like, I expect to get the feelings in me every, every boxing, every yeah. 
every, every Rocky, movie, every, like, ro- every sports movie, really, but every specifically Rocky iteration. I don't think there's been a Rocky movie that didn't at one point make me feel something. Uh, didn't catch me in my feels. I, you know, Rocky Four, I would say, would be the one yeah. that I didn't, that I felt the least in, in only in the sense of my feelings where I was a kid and my feelings were like, I want to fight somebody like that's not the same thing as catching feels. Yeah. Um, but every, uh, Creed two had the same thing. Like I said, with Drago Creed one was, you know, I had that feeling of, you know, where he was lost. I did very much enjoy the Creed three story because it was the first time that we see Adonis not fighting one of, um, Rocky's ghosts. It wasn't, it had, the story had nothing to do with Rocky in the sense of, you know, it's not him trying to catch his dad's former glory. It's not him fighting one of Rocky's for the sons of one of Rocky's former, uh, um, you know, enemies or whatever you want to call them. So I like that fact that this story was its own Adonis Creed story. It didn't it's one of have. His, it's one of his own ghosts, if you think about it, because. Right. You know, right. He comes uh, back, re- and it's not necessarily him because he doesn't know it's him in the beginning. He realizes right. that he's training, and it's the memories of being in the group home and Leon, and like ev- everything right. that like escalated to those moments. And so that's, I'm going to say something, and I'm not trying to sound crass, right? But the yeah. buildup, the buildup to what Leon had done to these kids, when it was revealed what he did, I. Again, this is gonna sound crude and re- and real awkward, but I I they were leaning towards. I felt that they were leaning towards like molestation or some crazy shit like that. Yeah, same here. And then when it got down to like, oh, he beat them. Not that beating children is right, but I, I did feel as a as an audience member, I was like, oh, this is you were not you were. They were like he was pushing real hard towards something, and I almost. Like I literally thought this in the movie. I was like, "Oh, it's not a, it's not a, it's not an assault thing." It's, I'm like, "Huh, it's a." He hit him, and again, that's bad. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I almost felt like it is still a, assault. But yeah, I'm like, but it's not sexual assault is what I meant. But in my mind, but in my mind, I literally almost said to myself, "Like, did the studio make you pull that storyline? Did the studio make you adjust?" Like, I really thought that in during the movie. I'm like, yeah. I feel like you were and going. See- Am I the only one? Did you? No, I I legitimately thought that too. You're not the only person that thought that. I I I mean, I wouldn't say I was disappointed when I found out. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't mean disappointed. I mean confused. I think is a better word. I don't want to say disappointed, but I do mean confused. Like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Did not expect that. Okay. Yeah, I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Yeah. And my brain shifted to. That must have been like a really because I thought that too at first, and when it wasn't, I thought, oh, then that must have been like a hell of a beating that they were taking, because right. if it had that much of a traumatic impact, then it was a really severe, yeah, a be- like really severe beating, not yeah. just like you got in trouble. Like I mean, we all got hit once or twice when we were kids, or maybe more, but like for the, <laughs> it to have that kind of impact, like what whatever they went through as kids in that group home must have been on a whole other level. For yeah, a whole other level. Like I, I, I yeah. and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound crude or or like downplay uh, hitting children and physical. That's awful. I'm just like it, it as a viewer. I thought they were going one. Way. They were leaning so strongly towards what and like you know what I mean. They're like oh, I'm not a kid anymore, and he beats someone. This guy's about to kill this man, and yeah. I'm just thinking to myself. And then this, and then. 
And then Damien goes to jail for fucking what's it, 30 years? Like, would you go to jail for 25 years? Like, how long did you go to jail for on a on a gun charge? Like, I don't like that well, sounds no, crazy. They're, um, it's 10 years. Right? No, it's way well, more than 10 years. Because they were both, they were both teenagers. Michael B. Jordan was a child, was like 13, maybe 15. Let's say Michael B. Jordan was 15. He's now 35. Okay. And he was a couple of years. So, and so Damien must have been at least 18 to had, because he was a couple years older than him. Right. He was a couple Um, years older. Right. So he, he got, he got tried as an adult, which makes sense. You got, you got, so you got, you got 20, you got 20 to 25 years. That's on a gun charge. I'm like, that sounds like, yeah. And he didn't shoot. He, and he didn't shoot. And again, this is not nothing to do with the movie, not, but in my mind, I'm just like this. And not that. No, it can't be. It can't be 25 years because he's not like 45. Do you know what I no, mean? No, but but um, they said Michael. They said in the in the scene with with ESPN, he was like, "You were one of the best pound for pound boxers of all time three years ago." And then he said, "You're 35 now." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, then." If he's thirty five, like then if he's thirty five and he was fifteen when he was a kid, when like, the whole situation he got, happened, yeah, it's like 50, he got like fifteen years because if he's eighteen, no, no, not yeah. not eighteen. Michael B. Jordan's fifteen at that time right. that the whole story right. went down, and now he's now thirty five. It doesn't matter how old. I'm not talking about. I'm oh, not yeah, talking about right. being so, old. Yeah, no I'm talking about how much time he did years. in prison. Yeah, no matter what, it was twenty years. It was still he, twenty years. Yeah. yeah. Like the time in prison was twenty years. I just thought that was a long time for 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 a gun charge. I uh, agree. I um, agree. But again, this is not something I should be thinking about during the movie. But it was. Again, I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. this, and this is gonna sound like nitpicking, but it just threw me off. I was like, he did twenty. Like I literally, I was like, and again, there was literally there was five people in the entire movie theater. It was in Mexico. There was five people in the entire movie theater. Nobody in the next three rows in front of me and five rows behind me. And I literally turned to the side as if somebody was there. And I was like, 20 years? That's a lot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes, that's a lot, Dude, bro. Speaking, speaking of like, because you were talking about like, I don't want to be crass or anything. Speaking of crass things, though, I did want to say this. One of my favorite things about Rocky and about Creed is that it, it allows heterosexual men to talk about gay shit sometimes. And oh. because like, because now majority- you know why it's my favorite franchise of all time, Mike. Now you understand. <laughs> because majority of because let's be honest dude like you see michael b jordan's body and you're like damn dude like what is going on yeah you see them and then you and then you look at jonathan majors and he's like shit yeah he's like hold my beer while i show you my body and you're like the whole rope thing yeah i'm like oh my i turned into a southern lady from oh my atlanta yeah oh my like i was like i got yeah i yeah, I'm totally I'm totally watching these for the for the storylines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, worry, um, Game of Thrones, the uh the boobs are integral to the plot. That's yeah. why I like the show. Jonathan <laughs> uh what's his name? Jonathan Majors. Jonathan yeah. Majors? Yeah, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, he put a stranglehold on his on this performance. Yeah. <laughs> I get all I get all kinds of distracted by the handsome men. I mean, we we talk about the Miles Teller shimmy all the time. So, oh, yeah. Miles oh, I Teller agree. shimmy, Jeez. I get it. That's my, that's my ringtone. Uh, by the way, shimmy. I don't know. I don't know how much you guys look into this. I wrote a couple of things down just because, like, I was looking at it as a comedian. But I was like, "Yo, is this movie sponsored by Hennessy? Like, there is a Hennessy bottle in almost every scene. 
Did you see? Did you guys notice? I did, I did not notice that. No. <laughs> yes, with with the with the bottle slightly turned, like just yeah. just slightly. It, it is literally right there in front. Like they are when they go to that record label party, which by the way is the best party ever, because Kalani just does one song and the party's fucking over. It's amazing. Um, but <laughs> that's my kind of party, just one song and everyone goes home. Um, but they're all just hanging out, and there's literally bottles of Hennessy. Just and I'm like, what is going on with this movie? See, I I I first of all, I'm all for product placement. I love oh, yeah. when Adam I love when Adam Sandler does it because it's so funny and so obvious. Um there's, there's fun ways of doing it, like when Ninja it. Turtles does Pizza Hut. Yeah, shit, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, but I, I personally, but with that said, even if I wasn't okay with it, this it, that would all make sense in this movie because they were at a record release party, and record yeah, release parties right. are notoriously like sponsored by drinks and by alcohol and by so all of that makes sense and when he's looking at himself dressed in in uh was it uh tommy hilfiger what was it what yeah. was it Ryan, whatever that that billboard of michael b jordan that's uh, a little, Lauren, that's, yeah yeah ralph lauren that's a little weird of yeah. michael b jordan we're watching a movie we're watching michael b jordan looking at a billboard of michael b jordan i was like what yeah. the fuck he like goes home sees himself on a kayak commercial yeah like, what the hell does he, have, does he have herpes why is he in a kayak commercial <laughs> all kayak commercials are his herpes medication. Yeah. anyways um I, I i dug this movie a lot there's some things i i wasn't the biggest fan of i i think uh to hold up to talk to bring up your point about the fight i appreciated the fact that he brought up that he approached the fight differently than any other rocky movie than any other creed movie I, I, as an artist, I appreciated the fact that he took that swing, uh, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it went a little too long. I would have liked to see a little bit more fight and a little less. I get it. Artistically, it was beautiful how he's battling his his past, his demon. And metaphorically, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful, I think it was a beautiful homage or a beautiful uh, uh, series of shots. Um, I just think it went a bit too long. And as a fight fan i would have liked to see a little bit more of the actual fight itself yeah. and um another it didn't thing- look like it when when it came when he came out of it and the crowd came back which was a which was beautifully done it didn't they didn't look like 12 rounds had passed that's fair you get me i don't know if that well, makes sense. i mean they're also two of the you know supposed like, like two of the best at that moment yeah. you know yeah. so they're- they're also they're in kind of good shape. I get it. I, I'm just saying. I mean, they're in pretty good shape. You well, know, yeah, we, had, we had the whole montage. Yeah, <laughs> we had insert I mean, montage the thing, here. The thing I was thinking is like Rocky movies, and really the this all Rocky and Creed movies have kind of ruined boxing for people. Yeah, because when you watch real boxing, it is boring. Well, like, compared <laughs> to comparatively to yeah. uh, Rocky movies, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It, it, I have to, I have to tell myself after when I watch, cause I'm a fan of boxing, mm-hmm. but when I watch a boxing movie, because I, I was introduced to boxing via Rocky. Me too. So when, as a child, so when I watch boxing at any point past the age of 15, I have to tell myself, this is not a Rocky movie. This is not a Hollywood movie. And I, I literally have to like switch my brain into that mode of like, what's a good boxing, what's an excellent boxing match and what's a Hollywood boxing match. But you're right. And scenery for me, for, and then for me too, it's like that same that same mindset. I'm flipping it, and I'm like, this is a movie, and so yeah. that's why, like, having that artistic take on it, it's like, yeah, yeah I want to see the fighting, and like, we got some fighting in there, 
But yeah. I, I actually, I really appreciate those, like those little deviations from, yeah. you know, from like watching. I, I appreciate as an artist, as an artist, and I knowing yeah. this is one of the few times, like Mike, uh, not Mike Valdez, Mike Mercadal mm -hmm. would say, you know, how he's talked about going into a movie knowing certain things behind the scenes, things, uh, some of that to to Mike Mercadal's, uh, he has said that it ruins it for him. The 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 reverse happened to me, knowing that this was Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, knowing that Michael B. Jordan wrote this movie, it made me appreciate those scenes because I was like, oh, I like the fact that he, again, as an artist, said I'm gonna approach this differently and I'm gonna do this differently, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like, yeah. okay. That, I also thought it was really cool uh, that he stood up to himself uh in real life to one of his real life bullies from school at his red carpet i don't know if you saw that but yes yes awesome yes. Did, <laughs> Hilda, did you see that i did not but now i want to know oh, about this so there was a girl who was at a red at the red carpet interviewing him and uh she was like saying how you know doing her introduction to the camera hey this is blah 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 from kcwbl whatever and she says, uh, and me, I'm here with uh, Michael B. Jordan, the star of Creed 3. She's like, and we go way back. And because she, she went to the same performing art school that he did, high school. And so Michael B. Jordan goes, yeah, yeah, I remember, right? I'm, I'm, I'm that corny kid. Remember? I remember. I'm that corny kid, right? And she was like, no, no, I didn't say that. And she, he was like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, what's up? <laughs> I have he to go look this up now. This but he is just so left good. it at that. But he just left it at that. He was like, "All right, all right." And she's like, "No, no, no, that's not true. That's not true." And he's like, "Uh huh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm still corny. I'm still corny. All right." But like you could tell, she fucking called that kid corny. You it's, know, when they were in high school, and he was like, "Cool, I'm gonna be corny." Like I thought yeah. that was. But again, he just uh, he just brought it up to let you know, hey, I remember that shit. But that's yeah. it. He didn't make it any bigger thing than he was. He mm -hmm. answered her questions and he whatever the fuck. He didn't big up her and he didn't, he didn't walk right past her and say, go fuck yourself. He, but he yeah. did make sure to let her know. He wasn't I know what you said about me in high school, motherfucker. Yeah, like, I know he's like, I still me. remember this. That's awesome. Yeah, he wasn't Hugh Grant about it. Like, he's he wasn't like, well, I'm wearing my suit. Like, he wasn't oh. like being an asshole. You that know what I mean? Awful. Oh, that, yeah. was so, that was super awkward. He's become, he's more, so more, awkward. Stories, more and more stories are coming out about him being such a dick. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god, Jesus! Like mm -hmm. it's it's not a good look on you, Hugh. Maybe <laughs> yeah. he's just First, maybe he's just tired. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, tired maybe of being in just... movies for thirty seconds. Yeah, because yeah. uh, yeah. he's a dick. You know, that's why nobody that's wants to work with him. Yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe he's becoming the 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 comedic or dramatic uh, Steven Seagal. Yeah, well, nobody wants to work with them. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, 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 Rotten Tomatoes, uh, critics gave this movie 89%. It is certified fresh at 89%. Man, uh, Good. would you guys yeah. guess the critics, uh, the audience score is higher or lower than the certified 89%? I know the answer, so I'm not gonna say. Oh, okay, Mike, because <laughs> I looked I it up. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go higher. I think it's 91%. All right. Uh, it is higher and it is 96%. Jeez. I mean, 96 audience score. It's really yeah. great. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I liked it more than two, than Creed 2. Creed 1 is still my favorite movie. If I got to be honest, like Gun to Head, if you had to make me choose, I would probably say the original, the first Creed is my favorite Rocky movie of like all the Rockies, which is a big, that's a big deal to me. Like that's like, that's like, Asking me who my favorite kid is and telling you and telling you, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So uh, that that's it. That's for Creed. 
That is uh, our results. What would you rate it? What What do you rate it, Hilda? And what's your rating system? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four and a half out of five hidden letters. Nice hidden letters. Yes, all of this, all of the letters yeah. that uh, yeah. Damien yeah. wrote. And, oh uh, right, letter. I think yes. you meant, like, actual letters, and I was like, "What? Oh, you mean like no, okay, all the hidden funny. letters that she kept right, from right. him, and then yeah. and then he sees the photo, and it's like, that's the guy. Like, yes." Okay, four out of five. Mike, that was I'm, that was a pivotal moment. <laughs> I'm giving it four point two five basketballs um, because uh, Michael B. Jordan's middle name is Basketball, as everyone knows. So <laughs> Michael Basketball Jordan, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with four and a half out of five. Um, uh, F- uh, Felicia Rashad's. Four and a half out of five, Felicia. Yeah. She's by far the best part of this movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I love her so much in every one of these movies. She's yeah. great. She's um, great. I mean, back to like back to what you're talking about. Like, yes, all the Rocky movies like hit you in the feels. This one hit me on the feels on so many different levels. It was like, yeah. but her, I kind of, I kind of called it. So, so this is what. So in part in Rocky three, in Rocky three, they're doing the mirror thing, right? They're doing the like in three in part, you know. In Rocky, in Rocky, in Creed two, he was mirroring Rocky four with the whole Ivan Drago and the Drago aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. In in Creed three, before it even came out, I said if they were gonna do the mirror thing in Rocky three, mixed trainer dies. So if they were gonna do the three, if they were gonna do the mirror thing, I said Rocky would die in this movie. I thought Rocky would die because Rocky's Adonis's trainer. And Mick Mick uh, died in Rocky Three, so I thought that they were gonna kill, but they killed somebody else. So to me, I'm glad that they didn't kill off Rocky, but I'm really sad that we're not gonna be able to see uh, Felicia Rashad anymore. She's fucking fantastic. I love they her. did some cool stuff though. Like uh, I I thought that the the scene where he right after he got into the fight uh, with uh, with Dom is his name, I believe. Uh, Damien. Damien with Damien. Uh, he's in the car, and it's very much like a "there's no easy way out" from Rocky Four moment. Wow! Yes, no, yes, like, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought that the little like Easter egg homage things were really good in this movie. You know, without being a over the head, over the head with it, right? Thing, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so that that is it. We had four stars. We had four point two five and four and a half. Um. <laughs> That's what we had. That's our rating system. All right. That's the end of Act One. Moving on to Act Two, when we talk about um, Apollo Thirteen. Uh, mm. Apollo Thirteen uh, came out. Uh, what year was that? Two thousand eight. No. No. Uh, Nineteen ninety-five. Ninety-five. Oh my God! That's right. You said two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Oh, I was twenty-eight doing, years. Was, yeah. So, <laughs> in case you um, needed to feel old today. <laughs> well. You know, you know when I felt old is when I was uh, googling oh. images to so I could do this. You know how, how how to the audio listener, if you look at us in the video, there are I put pictures up of each movies that we're talking right. So to make this little thing that we're looking at here on our screens, guys, when I pulled up this these pictures of Tom Hanks, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> how how old am I? Because Tom Hanks looks better than I look right now. Like in I in. Know. Tom Hanks in Apollo 13 looks better than I look right now. I'm like, gee, and Tom Hanks to me has always been older than me, obviously. So I was just like, <laughs> wow, he looks amazing. Um, yeah. 
So the synopsis for Apollo 13. The picture of them, they all look so young. It was like, that was my thought too. I was like, Bill Paxton looks so young and Kevin Bacon looks so young. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) the synopsis is, uh, this Hollywood drama is based on the events of Apollo 13 lunar mission with astronauts Jim Lovo, uh, or Lavelle, uh, Fred Hayes, and Jack Swigert. Swigert? I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly because these are real humans. Uh, find everything going according to plan after leaving Earth's orbit. However, when the oxygen tank explodes, the scheduled moon landing is called off. Subsequent tensions within the crew and numerous technical problems threaten both the astronauts' survival and their safe return to Earth. Pretty decent synopsis. Pretty decent synopsis. I think it kind of spoils a little, to be honest. Well, it's a, based on a historical story. I mean, you're right, but I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of like. Gee, oh, I, I wonder. I wonder what yeah. happens at the end. Yeah, it's kind of like when you watch. It's like if you're watching. If you're watching Lincoln, you don't go like, I wonder. Spoiler alert! I wonder. Yeah, I wonder, I, I wonder <laughs> Is if he gonna make pass. it? I wonder if the bill passed. You know, I wonder like what I would. You yeah. know, when we when I first watched Lincoln, that's what I thought. They're, they're, he did such a great job, Spielberg, of building the tension of, of, how, <laughs> yeah. many votes, of how many votes to build. And I'm like, whoa, what happened? I'm like, I don't know, fucking Neri, what did happen, you dummy? Like, it's. <laughs> Same thing with oh. Passion of the Christ, man. Like, he, Jesus just dies, and people are like, what happens? Oh, by the way, real quick, just to go back to Creed 3, because we, we always talk about the, the box office and the budget. Um, the budget oh, yeah. is 75. The budget was 75 million for Creed 3 was 75 million. And mm. The box office so far, because it's still in theaters, uh, is 248.8 million. It's made its money back. Oh, yeah. So yeah. a little yeah. bit. You're going to let Michael B. Jordan make more movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Him, apparently he Absolutely. could direct whatever the fuck he wants now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he could literally direct anything he wants now. <laughs> so, um, what was that? Yeah, 248. Uh, pretty decent. Uh, outdone by Apollo 13, to be honest with you. Apollo 13's budget was $52 million back in 1995. Uh, and it, it made back a bit of its money, uh, $355.2 million. Jeez. And that's, yeah. not, and that's not adjusting for inflation? No, that, that's just according to Wikipedia. That, doesn't, that is insane. Yeah. 20 years ago. And it made $25 million in the first three days like yeah opening weekend 25 million okay. in 1995 yeah but it's, they didn't have you know streaming to to compete with they didn't have people were like people were going to the movie theaters in 1995 yeah. like everybody it went did to the come out i'm curious how it like it came out the same year as i read like as like braveheart and some of these That's other right. really big and i'm, braveheart, I'm curious braveheart, um so so i know this story so braveheart uh it came out the same year as braveheart oddly enough um, Ron Howard was filming Ransom with uh, Mel Gibson the following year mm-hmm. when the nominations for 1995 came out uh, or later that year I should say uh, and when they were shooting the nominations came out and Apollo 13 was not nominated but Braveheart was mm-hmm. so the director of Ransom was not nominated but the star mm-hmm. of Ransom was for best director and it was a little like they, were, they said that it was a little like awkward. Yeah. And like sure. and then yeah. and then uh, Mel Gibson made a joke and they were just like and then just let it go. Whatever. But it was a little that must have been awkward. Like, hey, you're my boss on this film, but I'm better at what you do. I gotta be honest, man. That I feel like they 
definitely got shafted because the directing in this movie is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Fantastic. It's fantastic. I mean, it's, I mean, the cinematography, I mean, you're, there's literally shots where you feel like you're like floating in the, in the rocket with them. I mean, it's amazing. It did a and great, did. this movie was, I'm sorry, go ahead. They did, they did win. They did win for um, best film editing and sound. Um, sure. They were nominated for best picture, but didn't win best picture. But not direct, but not director. He wasn't nominated yeah. for best director. Yeah. No, I know, not, I know. I'm just saying, but opinion, but yeah. like the effect, because he was talking to the effects, and I was like, well, for yeah. for for you know, for editing, and I know that's not effects, but right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love Apollo 13 so much. I've seen this yeah. movie probably 15 times in the last 18 years. Um, I love this movie so much. There was a long time when I was in high school where they were just I graduated in 99. And so there was a time in high school where this movie came out on 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 uh, on you know home video. Mm-hmm. And every teacher who was lazy was like, We're just gonna watch Apollo 13. It's historic. That was my <laughs> high school experience. So historical, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I I thought it was fa- I love this movie so much. It did Ron Howard did a phenomenal job of encapsulating the era. Of in 1995, me being a I don't know 15 year old kid, whatever I was, being able to feel as if it was the 60s or whatever it was 68, 69, whatever it was, 69, and 70, yeah, yeah, and I I thought it did a great job with the music. I thought it did a great job with the acting. Of course, when you have the lineup that you that these fucking that this movie had, right. let's be real, dude. This lineup yeah. is killers. Like every one of these. People in this, even in the bit roles, every one of these people are legitimate, like name above title headliners that they could very. I mean, come on, dude! You, you, the, the, the Kevin Bacon's, the like all of these people doing. Gary Sinise, Bill Paxton, Gary Sinise, Bill Paxton. The fact Ed Harris, Ed fucking Harris is like and he just crushed it. Um, I love this movie so much. Um, I, I legitimately, I mean. Don't get me wrong, Braveheart is my favorite movie of all time. But if somebody said we're not going to watch Braveheart today, we're going to watch Apollo 13, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, I was going to say uh, Tom Hanks uh, from doing this movie was just uh, was just off the cusp of winning his double Oscar for best actor in a lead and best Oscar in a supporting the same year. So and then his next project was Apollo 13. So it's just like wild. I mean, what did he win? What did he? The the he's supporting. He won supporting actor for Philadelphia, and he won lead actor for Forrest Gump. The same. I thought he was. I thought. I thought he was the lead actor. I thought he was the the lead actor in Philadelphia. That's interesting. He he technically is, but they wanted him to win two Oscars, Nary. So that's how they did Uh, it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. They Uh they put him in supporting, and to this day, he's actually the only Oscar or the only Oscar winner. Uh, to have won best supporting and best lead the same year. The same year. So yeah. he, what? He, so he won. No, he didn't win for this. He won for Apollo thirteen. He, no, he won for yeah. uh, Forrest Gump. So Forrest. So Forrest Gump. But that wasn't the same year. It was the same year. What? Yeah. Oh. It was the same year. Hold on. Uh, Ron hold Howard on. has said that Apollo thirteen is his favorite movie of. Like of the of that he has um, he has made that he's of, his, that he's made. of his movies yeah it's this movie is just it's it's just like 
a movie based on historical events where you know what's going to happen at the end, but you are still so emotionally invested as if you don't know what's going to happen at the end. That to me is like one of those, like that's like one of those meters of like, for this type of movie, how good is this movie? The fact yeah, that, okay. you know, it's like, you know how it's going to end, but you're still like when all of the the family and like the wives and the kids are all sitting around like waiting yeah. and you, you feel like you're one of them. If you know what's gonna happen, yeah. Forrest Gump, by the way, came out in '94, not '95. Oh man, yeah. I thought it was '90. No, no. He was so he won for Philadelphia. He won for Philadelphia. Yeah. He won for um for Forrest Gump, and this is how he he missed the trifecta with Apollo 13. He could have gotten three years in a row. Oh, okay. That, that oh, was the man. whole thing That's with him. What I messed up on. Uh, and then. And then he, he where he really got shafted was later on in 2000 when he did not win for Castaway. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's where he got that. That's where he got shafted. But I, uh, I kind of want to. I this is a hot take for me, but like I think Tom Hanks's best performances are when some crazy shit happens in the beginning, and he has to uh, like he's basically like. Uh, trying to survive those that's, are the best movies that he's in every tom hanks movie N not every tom hanks movie that's every tom hanks movie he that was <laughs> apollo 13 that was captain phillips yeah that was apollo 13 that was um, um every good tom hanks movie <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh, it, not all the fat scoop movies he's been doing lately <laughs> he dude he did that movie on apple tv plus last year with the yeah. with the boats that shit was awesome it was the same oh, thing yeah. It was the same thing. He's just yeah. trying to like, just trying to, just trying to maintain, just trying to stay alive. Yeah. Captain Phillips was amazing. Like he oh, yeah. rushes. Tom yeah. Max does not miss. Even if you don't like the movie, his performance is unfucking deniable. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, yeah, you're that whole right. that whole end scene, that whole and it like lingers. That whole end scene. Of yeah, you took, you took. That's that a whole other episode, but oof. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So, um, uh, one of my favorite scenes in Apollo 13 belongs to uh ron howard's mom oh where they go interview her the news goes to interview her to tell her that uh her son uh is you know what's happening her son and she's like in an old folks home and she's in a retirement home and she's like kind of not really lucid and they interview her and they and uh and they talk to her and she says if they build a washing machine that can fly my jimmy can land it and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that was such a great, and that was Ron Howard's mom. Yeah, that's he a hell yeah moment for so sure. So good, and he, yeah. Ron Howard, did not want to cast his mom because he thought that, that was a big, like she was an, an she's a, she was an actress before he was born. Uh, Ron Howard, mm -hmm. Nepo baby, and uh, she <laughs> was an actress that didn't make it in Hollywood, didn't whatever. She gave up her career when she started having kids. Then Ron Howard doing Opie and doing, you know, he his career took off rather quickly, whatever, rather, you know, young. And when it was time to film this movie, his dad, who is also an actor and stayed an actor his entire life until the day he died, told one of Toronto said, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to cast your mom in this in this role. And he was like, What? Like his dad never asked that. Never even asked that of for him, for himself. His dad never asked to be cast in any one of his son's movies. And so when his dad asked him to cast his mom, he was like, what are you, what part? And so he read the script and he's read the part and he, Ron didn't want to do it. Cause Ron was like, mom, this is a real actual scene. This isn't like a one-liner throwaway. There's like a, a 
it just carries a gravitas. This carries this delivery has to carry weight. And she's like, let me read for it. And if you don't think I deserve it, then that's fine. I'm 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 okay with that. And she fucking read for it. And, and she nailed it, bro. She yeah. that scene is so good. That's my favorite. I love this movie so much, but that out of all my favorite scenes of this movie, that's my all-time favorite. Oh, there's I love a lot it. of that's, there's a lot of great moments, man. I mean, um I what are you gonna say? Hilda, you were gonna say yeah, what are you gonna say? Oh no, real quick, that's interesting because like I read there's actually a lot of his family members are in this. It's like his dad's in this too. His father plays the priest. Yeah, yeah. His no, they're they're like, they're, his, they're, a they're a acting family. Yeah, they're all acting no, family, yeah. His dad, wife and daughter are crowd. No, no, I mean like no, but they're all in this movie, is what yeah, I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, they're all I, 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 I read his book. I read Ron Howard's book. It's actually Ron and Clint Howard. They did a joint book together. Um, yeah, called, Clinton it too. Uh, yeah, Clinton it too. Yeah, Clinton yeah. it uh, <laughs> but, but Like I'm telling you, like when when Ron Howard wrote that his dad never, he said he's Ron, that he said, my dad, I put my dad in a couple of my movies, but he never asked me to be in my movies. Like I, I offered the roles or I offered to, a, to but when he, my dad came up to me and said, I need a favor. I want, I need you to cast your mom because you should be perfect for this. Like he was like uh, put him in an awkward situation of like uh now you asked for it I can't really do that, um but it was great man it was fun like I just uh, I mean I I love that scene were you, what were you saying uh no you... I was I was just gonna say that um there are a lot of really great scenes in this movie um my favorite thing like if I were to give this movie a tagline it would be um uh the only movie that can make math give you a panic attack. Um, because <laughs> literally like this entire time, like there is so much tension in this movie. Like you, like even, even them just getting into space is, is tense. And then you're like, oh yeah, like there's a whole mission. Like, it's not like they just, it's not like they won. Like they still have to do other things. They still have to dock. They still have to. And then all this stuff is exploding. And then, uh, you know, I mean, it's just constant, like, things are going on um one of my favorite scenes is the uh the when they're uh, the the tanks have already exploded and and they're trying to stay calm but they're so but you can tell that they're just like they're they're like it's bottled up and essentially like i think kevin bacon hits his head and he's like oh this piece of shit they're like hey this piece of shit's gonna get you home so you better not you know like and and it was very much like just like you know, it was a real moment where it's like, dude, if I if I was in that situation, I would I, I wouldn't even be anywhere near the, yeah. the amount of calm that these people were like. I love I love the scene with Tom Hanks where he realizes that they're so close and it's yeah. just not going to happen for him. Yeah. You know, like this, like this was our mission. We're so close. And he's like looking out the window. And by the way, those. The, all of the all of the stills, like the scenes uh, out looking outside of of the craft, were real photos from oh, that's the awesome. original machine. Because Ron, Howard, he didn't want to use he didn't want to use like fake images when it when it comes to that. But like that moment, you see it, and and Tom Hanks like imagining himself like landing, and his like fingers run through the dust, and but it's like it's not real, you know, and it's yeah. it's right there, like he can see it. It's like just acting his ass off. It's I love yeah. that scene. That's that scene sticks with me. It's fantastic. I love this movie yeah, so much. Just such a great um, movie. Just, so good. So, um, did you look up the the scores for this one too? Uh, 
Oh, I didn't. I did. I did because I'm a nerd. (laughs) Damn it, man! Uh, I know. Sorry. I just, I just know we were playing a game, so I didn't look it up. But (laughs) I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was a game. I just always look it up. (laughs) Uh, All right. So certified fresh, ninety six percent by critics. By critics. Wow. Ninety six percent by critics. Right. Mike. I still think it's higher. And then what would you say if it's 96 from critics? What would you think the audience score is? I don't know if I want to go 98, but I'm just going to go with it. 98%. That was my gut feeling. 98. 87%. Really? 87. That's so shocking to me. That is insane. I would have thought the audience loved it. Yeah, I mean, and it's and you're thinking to myself, oh, that may maybe not enough. Maybe this is an older movie, so not enough people wrote in. Two hundred and fifty thousand reviews, over two hundred and fifty thousand reviews, eighty-seven percent. What? See, this is why America's, you know, this is what we don't deserve. Tom Hanks, yeah. we don't deserve. This we movie. don't deserve good Ron Howard movies. Yeah, Ron uh, Howard. Tom, Tom Hanks is a Tom Hanks is a national treasure. I always like to say, yeah. he's just, always, he's, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. National treasure. Um, all right. So uh, what is your rating? What would you give it, Hilda? And what would be your rating system? Uh, I'm going to go with a very obvious five out of five. Houston, we have a problems. Okay. <laughs> uh, which, again, we didn't even talk about that scene. How great was that? I, huh? it, I just didn't want to be obvious. It was in the lexicon for 20 years, man. Yeah. It's a bumper sticker. Like, it's yeah. everything that Forrest Gump predicted. He, like, he, it, it yeah. made it a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what would be your rating and your rating system? I'm also going to have to give it five out of five. I'm going to give it five out of five. Um, beer bottles going into a glass container to use some sort of sexual <laughs> euphemism. <laughs> At the party. Mike wins. I don't even know Nary's no. yet, but that wins. <laughs> no, uh, mine is going to be boring now. Uh, mine is uh, completely obvious in the sense of five out of five. It's five out of five flying washing machines. It's but like there it's you go. Easy to I, I, almost, I almost went with with like lunar dust, like five out of five lunar because yeah. that that scene. Uh, but uh, I was like, I gotta go movie, with the classic. This movie, have, it's so good. Real quick, I, a fun fact I learned yesterday, looking up some fun stuff about this. But they, you know, in a in a in a pre movie screening. Let me see if I can get this without laughing. In a pre movie screening, an audience member is a twenty three year old. I wrote it down. The 23-year-old um, wrote on a comment card after he said, terrible, more Hollywood BS. They would never survive. And it's like, <laughs> again, what we were saying, um, yeah. did you yeah. miss the whole, this is did based you, on a real This event. actually happened, you dummies? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I wonder I wonder how I wonder because he had to fight realize at one point somebody had to tell him, right? But I wonder <laughs> whoever did that, whoever wrote that card, I wonder if they were like, Oh, I hope that I hope nobody's reading these cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like he wrote, quote, terrible, period. More Hollywood BS, period. 
they would never survive. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, honey. People like, him, people like him are the reason why you watch shows like CSI Miami and they're like, I'm going to put the the thing in, in this and that and the other thing. And the other scientist <laughs> right next to them isn't like, I know I work here. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like everything is over explained for these dumb idiots. Like, ah, ah, well, people. So- that he, you know what? I bet you he was one of the people who gave it an eighty-seven percent. That's the reason yeah. why he's one of these assholes. Yeah, yeah we can blame definitely. him. Yeah, fine with that. Anyways, thank you guys for checking us out, Mike. Thank you very much for coming back on, oh, man. Appreciate you. you. We'd love to have you on whenever you can. Um, yeah. check out Mike. Uh, is uh, uh, his handle is at Mike Valdez. That's with an S, not a Z. Yep. Uh, at Mike Valdez, your website. He's a local comedian in Miami. Uh, Mike, what's your website? My website is thekidfromup.com. Thekidfromup.com. Yeah. And if that sounds confusing to you, look us up on our video and you would, <laughs> you would understand immediately what that means. Um, check out my part, check out my uh, website, Nary Signs or what was his name.com. Check those out. Check out the other podcast on, by the way, Mike Valdez is the one for, for those loyal listeners of Geek Bro uh, web, um, podcast. He's the one I always bring up at the end of every episode. I say, hey, our, our go check out Geek Bro. It's uh, It has, but not limited to uh, Better Let Me Tell You, the Better Let Me Tell You podcast, Child Like a Best with Mike Valdez. He is Mike from the Child Like a Best with Mike Valdez. Uh, check out Cramacopia with Q and and Jeff. Check out um, the What's Up Bro podcast and, uh, and check out uh, Shiver, the horror movie podcast. So thank you guys for checking us out. Hilda, you're the best. Love you. Thank you. Uh, I feel like it's been so long th- that you and I have seen each other. It's because I've been on two with awful Wi-Fi. Anyways, it's been a hot minute. You guys are great. You guys are great. Love you guys. Thank you very much. And that's how reviews are made. Bye.